look, that somebody threw something at him from the stands and it landed at security needs yeah, security needs to take care of this to make sure fans should not throw things. Yo guys, what's up? Welcome to another week of Fanatics. It is a beautiful day. We are sitting in the belly of the Laugh Factory, in the world-famous Laugh Factory, at the podcast studio. Ladies and gentlemen, sweater season is officially over. We do not have winter in LA. We just have sweater season, baby, and it's over. The guns are out. The ladies are looking good. It's a beautiful time in LA, baby. I see trees of green. I see them blue for me and you, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. That is, unless you're in the Midwest, in which case the weather still sucks, okay? But you can imagine that you're out here with us sitting in. With me is the great Aaron Weaver, friend of the show. How's your week been, Aaron? Yo, 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 yo. It's been great, guys. It's been great. Good to hear from you, man. Uh, I was in the desert this weekend. You were in the comedy. desert? Yeah. I love Aaron because he's like uh, like such a little hippie at heart, you know? Oh, at heart and at body and mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what were you doing out in the desert? I was doing a comedy festival and experimenting with my mind. What'd you experiment with? Uh, you know, just took some substances and then basically... Which kind of substances? You know, psychedelic ilk. Did you touch God? Did you talk to her? Uh, you know, basically I just sat beneath the sunset and the stars and just pondered deeply as to whether or not the Raptors would fire Dwayne Casey. <laughs> <laughs> and what did the universe say to you? Did the uh, universe tell yes, you anything? They said he's gone. Well, he just won Coach of the Year today. Did he win? He, I think he won. It oh, came wow. out today. It okay. was announced. Yeah, but we had a good week. We hung out today. Yeah. We hung out at a super hip HHS Hollywood hotspot. We were at the parlor. Oh, well, yeah. Like, what game was that that we were watching? That was the Utah versus uh, Houston. Yeah, Utah yeah. versus Houston. Donovan looks very good. Donovan we looks saw, real uh, nice. They're calling him the next Iverson right now. Next Iverson? I think he's I more think like the next Harden. Next Harden, yeah, yeah. Or Wade or something. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, way more under control Wade, than Wade meets Harden with a little depot mixed in, but yeah. yeah. We saw, uh, who do we see there? Hannibal Burris and Lil Rel Howery. It was funny because Aaron knows Hannibal a little bit. But he didn't want to go say hi right away, you know what I mean? So there was that moment where Aaron wanted to play it cool and before he went over and said hi. But that lasted way too long. <laughs> <laughs> it got to a, point, a certain point where it was awkward because it was obvious that Hannibal knew who Aaron was. He's like, why aren't you just saying hi, guy? You know? Yeah, man. I, well, we were hanging out right behind him. 
Like that was that was the weird part. We were just yeah, standing yeah, there yeah. right behind him, watch. I was pretending not to see him watch the game. <laughs> he was like a hot girl. I was like, you yeah. come to me, girl. Yeah, but why would he come to me? What's up, girl? Yeah. yeah, man. And we also have sitting in the studio with us the great Brett Riley. How are you doing, Bretsky? Doing really good, man. Feel the, real nice. The great Bretsky. Uh, if you all don't know Brett, here's a little bit of his stand up. We're in a weird place in the world, right? We're just in a weird place. You guys realize there's a hip hop song called uh, by a rapper named G Easy um, called "Me Myself and I," and um, that's a duet. <laughs> that's where we're at. When did like when did it become cool for rappers to sound like hound dogs with their nuts in a twist? You know, I'm like, what's a chick? Hello, real skin. Introduce you to my stove. Cause I be flipping pie with my baby. I be at the mall getting fly with my baby. Yeah. It's a real song. It's a real song. First time I heard it, I thought it was a Make-A-Wish kid. I thought it was a Make-A-Wish kid. I thought someone had made some young man's dream of becoming a rapper a reality. And then that got shattered because the moron put another song out. You know what I mean? Baby, won't you come my way? Got some stuff I want to say. But first off, I'm gonna start by saying this. If you mess with my girl, got headshots, you won't miss. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. You have one eye, Fetty Wap. You have one eye, buddy. Like, depth perception is real. That is the great Bretsky. How you doing, Brett Riley? I'm doing good, man. Dude, I love that clip. Every time I see Brett perform, he kills, man. He slaughters. Every time. Slaughterhouse, been, man. <clears throat> been doing it for a long time. You have, sir. You have. It's fun, though. Yeah, let, let's ask you some quick questions about who you are before we get into the rest of the show. How long have you been doing comedy, Brett? 17 years. First place you went up? Uh, the Looney Bin in Wichita, Kansas. Wichita, Kansas. How old were you when you lost your virginity? Mm. That was a sharp that turn. That was a sharp turn. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think 16. To who? No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was a girl from... Uh, no, I was sorry. I was 15, and it was Ooh, a summer camp. Play uh, Ooh, first. What was more awkward, the first time you went up or the first time you made love? Wait, what now? What was more awkward, the first time you went up on stage or when you lost oh, your virginity? First time when I lost... Actually, no. Neither. I had a really good time both times. Which one lasted longer? <laughs> oh, uh, my set. My set, set for yeah, sure. My set Maybe lasted longer. Set. <laughs> well, the club set? owner was the club owner was like, like he's a notorious he was a notorious jerk. He was like yeah. he's like you this ain't it is just like the rodeo. When that light comes on, you got bucked off. You understand me? You do five minutes. Wow. That is it. And the light didn't come on, and I knew that I'd been up there for like fifteen minutes. And I was like, guys, I didn't mean to run the light. My name is Brett Riley. Thank you. And I got off the stage, and that same guy that was such a jerk was like, uh, just, uh, why'd you get off? I was like, what are you talking about? You told me the light, and buck, and I didn't see the light. I didn't mean to ignore it. I'm sorry. And I was expecting him to be a jerk, and he was like, no, dude, you were really good. And he was like, I'll pay you to come back. Oh, wow. wow. Off your first that was time your first time? Yeah. time? Well, I'd been doing, I didn't realize I was doing comedy, like, in high school. Yeah. I would get paid to MC like, events and stuff, and I didn't really wow. realize I was doing stand-up. And that, so when was the first time you realized that you were you were doing stand up? 
after that <laughs> like first after I, the up. first time i went up at a club and the yeah. club owner complimented me and told me he'd pay me i was like oh that's shoot. pretty damn good getting well, paid doing... off the first gig man yeah, well he didn't pay, he didn't pay me that night he said i got some guys coming in from out of town and i would like right. for you to op- be to be the guy that mcs and opens for him and stuff and i said okay cool would you say that was the first time you killed yes what uh what was the worst you bombed oh my god i agreed to do this dinner club uh and my buddies went with me two of my buddies and i were supposed to go out to this party afterwards so i was like oh. but i gotta go do this gig so they went with me i just gotta oh. do this dinner club and witnesses and it paid 85 bucks <laughs> what do you mean like a dinner club that's a very it was antiquated a, concept well that's the thing dinner clubs are for old people it was old people. What is that like the Lions Club and like yeah, that yeah, type they're of shit. eating like elk and shit. Yeah, but it was like the <laughs> it was like this old rich person place where they right. will bring somebody in to either sing and entertain them and you're or do comedy jokes about Fetty Wap and like what's this? No, dude, about? I well, I was pretty young, and also there was a six year old and a seven year old sitting in the front row oh. that came with their grandparents. No, so I didn't. So I was very limited. Oh shit! I, you know, so that take you out of your game. And they like, told me that I had to. To get paid, I had to fill 30 minutes. Oh, wow. wow. So I stayed on stage dying for 30 minutes. How, how long? I was doing how? dolphin impressions and penguin impressions <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> and then I asked... Uh, how long you'd been doing it at this point? Oh, I'd only been doing it for like two years at this point. Did you wow. have 30 minutes? I I always thought... <laughs> I was very... <laughs> humility came question. late in life for me when I was younger. I, I, if I saw young me, like back to the future scenario, if I saw yeah. young me walking down the street, I would do everything to avoid... <laughs> That guy. Because well, humility. Yeah. Did you have a mullet? No. You did it? No, I didn't. Growing up in, you grew up in Kansas. I right? grew up in Kansas, but I never had a mullet. I've always been anti-rednecky my whole life. What's your, what's your favorite gig, your most favorite gig that you ever did? Oh, my. Um, the most favorite gig I ever did. The favoriteest gig you ever did. Honestly, I have a good time doing Chocolate Sundays, Mo' Better Mondays. Yeah. I mean, you like those, you like those dark audiences, huh? Well, I just, people, my, my aunts and uncles ask me, why do you, why, why, why do you, it just seems like you do a lot of black audiences. And I go, honestly, it's just a kind of a preference. You can kill in front of like wealthy, older white people. And they'll be like, you know what? You did really good. You, you know good, what? Son. You were all right. Good job, Tiger. And, and if you, yeah, if whether you yeah. bomb or kill, but in, in a black audience, if you bomb, they're going to be like, you should honestly never do this again because <laughs> this is not for you. But if you Very kill, honest. they'll come up and they'll be like, yo, you blessed. Yeah. You are blessed. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. See, like for real, man, you like mad talented. You brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which energy would you like to be around? I, that's why I've always, I don't know. It's just, I just think. I don't know. I would say the black community just has a better way of expressing joy than yeah. the white oh, yeah. community. They're, they're more in touch with their feelings. I mean, this well, is, they're, they're better at expressing <laughs> joy. sound racist. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, I think it's I'm a just compliment. Let the white boys go. Go ahead. Go. I just, I don't know. It's just a preference thing. But favorite, favorite comic of all time? It did very. Uh, okay. Favorite comic of all time? Robin. I like Robin Williams. Cool. Your favorite comic that you would say isn't famous or people don't know enough about? The per geez, these are these are difficult questions. I know, man. <laughs> My favorite comic that I don't think people know enough. I think Brian Scalero is one of the funniest people. I love Scalero. Ever. 
I love Scalero. He's just funny, especially on those late night sets where he just goes. When off he ta- on oh, the and audience. he'll like apologize after he's. <laughs> he'll, he'll, I'm sorry, I was, I was, I'm tired as hell. I'm, you know yeah, what I that's mean? That's a great ride. If you don't know, they have midnight shows here, and it'll happen. They'll go to like one thirty or so, and at a certain point at night, like the crowds are, it will filter out, and they get really, really tough to do those shows. Yeah. And mm-hmm. some guys will get like, uh, like a bride so funny because he'll get like angry at the audience and start like yelling. At well, them. it is. It's a test. I I don't know. I. You hate it, but I think it's a nece- I think it's necessary. Yeah, because it lets pro comics know that you, there's always more work to do. There's right. always more evolution to your game that needs to happen. Because you should be if you're a pro, but it, even if you're a solid pro, it's gotta it's gonna it it you're you're lying if you say it doesn't affect you to see the audience get up and leaving. Mm-hmm. Like it was like I did it the other night. I did it this last weekend. Yeah, and I want when I walked in, I was like, awesome! It's a full house. And by the time I got on stage, which was 10 minutes later, there was 12. How quickly it can change, yeah. right? Yeah. First time you did anal? Never. Never? No. Not even once? No, dude. I don't understand. I don't uh, understand it. What a boring life. Uh, what do you want people to understand about your stand-up and you? That I thrive for decency, and I think people should be nice. But the fact is, is I'm... I, I'm, I'm like a happy person, but I legitimately get pissed off at the fact that we live in a world with so many people that feel like they're entitled to mistakes that are easily correctable. That could be the motto to my entire life. But what a world it is, people. Yeah. Isn't it? I see skies of blue Clouds of white it was such a great week. Did you have a good week, Brett Riley? I did. I had a really good week. Do you know what happened this week? The great Ichiro Suzuki has finally retired or not retired. It's a little bit uh, unclear. I don't know. The Mariners said he's not going to play anymore and join the front office, but uh, but Ichiro's people said he's not going to retire. Like I'm not the biggest baseball head, but there's certain guys that come around who I just like love. Griffey was one of them. He's, he became Omar my favorite really quick. Yeah, because what well, is it about Ichiro? That's here's so my favorite Ichiro story. Yeah, in Kansas City, when I was living in Kansas City, when he first entered the league, he was still like rough with his English, and his translator was like not in the locker room yet. And a yeah. reporter got a hold of him when he came through Kansas City, and it was live right after the game. And I, we, I was at a bar with my friends, and we could not stop laughing. It was the funniest shit I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. His translator hadn't made it to the locker room yet, so his teammates on the Mariners were feeding him what to say. And, the, and, <laughs> and, it was, and it's like summertime in Kansas City, so it's humid, and it just sucks. It's just humid and hot and awful. And the reporter asked him what he thinks of Kansas City, his first time in Kansas City. And he goes like this. He goes, uh, turns to his teammates and asks them what to say and they told him what to say and he just repeated what they told him to say and they didn't realize he was going to say exactly what they said. He goes, it's like a two rats fucking in a sock. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it was, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's so funny that you say that. We actually have that right here. Hold Do on. you really? Yeah. What is your favorite American expression? August in Kansas City, it, it's, it's hotter than two rats in a fucking wolf sock. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you actually had the clip. It's my favorite it's thing. It's my favorite. I have a bad teammate. <laughs> <laughs> bad teammate. <laughs> 
And he's like doing an interview with Bob Costas, and they ask him what his favorite American expression is. That's so funny that you like. Remember I had it. This. I remembered it, but I, I had it. it I mis. That's. I didn't think I misremembered things, yeah, but I definitely yeah. just was proven that I misremember shit, just like other people that I make fun of. Fuck. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was a live. Okay. Yeah, but so I, like you would think like Ichiro seems like such like you know a dignified guy. He oh yeah. Be that much fun, but there's another great uh, Ichiro anecdote from this past year. One morning in spring training, 2017, he was in the coach's room looking at his cell phone text messages. Ichiro told the coaches about one message he had just received from a number he didn't recognize. The guy said he'd gotten Ichiro's number from Alex Rodriguez and that he wanted to come meet him and study his stretching system. What's the guy's name? Asked one of the coaches. Ichiro strolled to the end of the text. Some guy named Tom Brady. Who the fuck is Tom Brady? Okay. <laughs> I love Ichiro even more because of that. Who the fuck is Tom Brady? It's yeah. hilarious. How yeah. old is Ichiro? 41. 41. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He's, He's been in the league for like... 25 years? It's weird. No, he only came, he didn't come over here. He came over late. He came over when he was like 27. Yeah. Wow. And there's actually a lot of controversy. Some people call him the legitimate hit king because of his hits in Japan. But yeah. Pete, Pete Rose oh, he would have blown away the Pete Rose the says no fucking way. That shit doesn't count. Yeah, Pete, so. Rose is, Pete Rose is also Pete Rose. And he's very talented baseball player. Totally full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was actually a pretty interesting week in sports history. One of the most famous things in Philadelphia history happened this week. We'll let Yao Ming uh, bring it up for us. Mr. Oliver. Hall of Fame uh, Executive Committee. This is him uh, opening the Hall of Fame, whatever ceremonies. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. When I heard that I would be the first speaker in tonight, I think maybe somebody made a mistake. <laughs> Don't laugh, because I think maybe, uh, because I think this spot belonged to great Aaron Iverson. You know why? Because I need more practice than him. <laughs> <laughs> You're never gonna let that one go. That's right. It was, I think, 17 years ago this week that the infamous Allen Iverson practice press conference went down. Let's take you back to it. When you just talk about practice, we sitting here. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Not a game. Not, a, not, a, not the game that I go out there and, and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. Practice. We talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? I mean, we talking about practice. I know I'm supposed to be there. I know I'm supposed to lead by example. I know that. And I'm not, I'm not shoving it aside. You know, like it don't mean anything. I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? We talking about practice, man. You got to hit a different tone. Practice? He's like a we're data's poet. We talking about practice. We talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We talking about practice, man. When you come in the arena and you see me play, you see me play, don't you? You see me give everything I got, right? But we talking about practice right now. We talking about practice. Man, I look, I hear you. I, it's funny to me too. I, I mean, it's strange. It's strange to me too. But we talking about practice, man. 
We're not even talking about the game, the actual game, when it matters. We're talking about practice. <laughs> How the hell can I make my teammates better by practice? <laughs> How the hell can I make my teammates better by practice? Brett Riley, Aaron Weaver, what's your take? Is practice important? Practice is important. But I was he drunk? I heard I he heard he had been. some drinks for that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Ron Artest has come out and said that when he played for the Pacers that, or and the Bulls, that he would like drink a, like some Hennessy at halftime. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, Sean, wow. you hear players like Sean Kemp used to do cocaine. At, at, can we shut the door? I think we're getting a little sound in here. Thanks. And then Vladdy Divox was known as the Marlboro Man because it, when in the high, in the height of Lakers Showtime, he would step out and smoke a cigarette. That's so crazy. Wow. Like, have you seen that famous photo of Len Dawson at like the first or second Super Bowl, just sucking smoking in a cigarette? Yeah, at smoking halftime. a cigarette on the sideline. It's so crazy. But yeah, like uh, Iverson, you see, like pretty notorious about um, how bad he was at practice. This is Larry Platt, who is the uh, managing editor of Philadelphia Magazine. Uh, he, speaking specifically about the incidents, he says, I don't know if that's what it is or what, but it's ridiculous that he doesn't practice. It's not like he doesn't practice at all. It's that he's not committed to practice. He'll get there late. When Brown's not looking, he'll duck out the side door and eat Taco Bell tacos. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and then uh, and then duck back in. Uh, it's like a 12-year-old re rebellious kid. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Why are you eating Taco Bell, dog? You can afford some Bell. good shit. Taco Bell's fucking delicious, nah, dude. You do you think a lot of NBA it. players practice, or do you think this is more common than people probably think it is? I think it's probably way more common. I think it's just going to get more common with the guaranteed contracts. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to get paid either way, There's, it's hard to – I mean, I couldn't I couldn't imagine being a pro coach. It's just too – it'd, it'd be, too, like it'd be really one of the toughest jobs ever to be a professional coach. Yeah, I mean, the Cavs, they say, barely practice at all. You know, really? they're one of the oldest teams. They're like, we don't need to do this. Well, you know, actually, it's kind of funny where he got the idea. Uh, Gary Payton said it was from said it was from him. I think I have the clip somewhere here. Uh, no, I don't have it. But it's oh, yeah, here it is. Here it is. Here's Gary Payton talking about how this how the famous practice rant came about. We were out somewhere on a, on a, um, a summer and we were all out having a good time. And we had a little bit too many. You know, we had a little bit too, too many. many. Waters. And he asked me, he said, what do you keep, how do you keep your body in so good of a shape and do, don't get hurt and stay always on the court? <laughs> and I just told him for real. My coach, George Carl, didn't let me practice. So that was it. I said, you have to stop practicing. <laughs> and what, was your, sudden, what was your reaction after you saw the press conference? Oh, no, not this. Don't say it like <laughs> that, Alan. Don't do it like that. Does it surprise you that Gary Payton and Alan Iverson were drinking? <laughs> who would you rather drink with, Alan Iverson or, or the glove, baby? The glove, because I think he can handle his liquor a little bit better. You think so? You don't think Alan can handle his liquor? Oh, man, I mean, not what he did with this practice thing, obviously. So you think he was actually drunk during that? I think I, I could be wrong, but I watched the documentary about him, and I think he was yeah. Tipsy for that. Well, he's no. kind of like a notorious drunken shit. Did you guys see this year when he was like uh, just shit hammered <laughs> at the Hornets game and they interviewed her on TV? Yeah. It's so funny. It's so funny. Here it is. The reason we scored this interview is because I said you're on the other side of this camera. So thank you for that, too. Uh, you said you look cool with these glasses. What do you think about the 76ers and what they're showing out here on the floor? I love my guys. I love my little dudes. 
I was just in Charlotte. You are. Did you see Alan Iverson? No, but uh, but what he just said. I live here. Uh, that's interesting because I was. I think I was at a friggin' Jimmy John's or something. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And the kid, I was, he was like, "So you visiting?" And I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Ever been to Charlotte before?" I was like, "No." He's like, "Where you live?" And I was like, "Hollywood." And he goes, "Man, tons of famous people live in Charlotte because that's off. Because no one cares in Charlotte if you're famous." Right, right. So right. there's lots of communities like that that are dope. Did you hear any like Alan Iverson? People? Any Alan Iverson no. stories? Dude, when stories, that, but doing comedy and traveling, especially if you're getting picked up by a driver at the hotel and yeah. taken, I've had some incredible stories told to me by limo drivers. And, <laughs> what was your favorite one? Dude, the guy in Cleveland that broke down like, nah, this is, I feel shameful talking about it. You shouldn't. He told this is me, what we want to hear. But he told me why, he was like, everybody, everybody acting like some kind of big controversy why LeBron leaving Cleveland. Of course you're going to leave. Your teammates is having sex with your mom, man. <laughs> <laughs> You'd quit your job and leave too if somebody was fucking your mom. And I was like, oh shit. He was like, yeah, man. I, he was like, he, but I mean, he knew it from firsthand experience. He actually yeah. was driving her around. If, if you don't, if you guys don't know the story, the story is Delonte West. Yeah. He was bipolar or something. Say, Fuck LeBron's mom. And that's what caused their playoff <laughs> collapse. I think in the yeah. game they lost to Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. And when he, yeah, and then he went to Miami. You know what I have to say to that? Nobody ever fucked Michael Jordan's mom except for Mr. Fucking Jordan. That's right. the only one, man. Well, yeah. <laughs> Here's Alan being drunk. That's going to be an athlete of all time. You said it wouldn't be you. In terms of where Philadelphia is headed, what's, what's going to be the deal breaker for them to make some uh, noise in the playoffs? Um. crazy to say we think we need more. I think we got enough to be um, competitive like we've always been. And um, I just think we have a, we have enough. I think it's our it's, it's our time. But I'm going to believe that anyway. Regardless if I think we need more pieces or you know, whatever. Like, I, I know we got the best coach. This is most comics in the Laugh Factory Lounge at <laughs> 1230 on Saturday. I've had many conversations with Jenny, Johnny Sanchez that sound just like this. Oh, man. Johnny's what, so honest. Johnny's so honest. What, where would you guys put Peak Iverson right now? Where, where, do you put him in the top five? Where does he rank of in today's all time? Game? No, right now. Right now? Peak no, Iverson. no. Top five, no. Do you put him? So you don't put Peak Iverson ahead of, ahead of James Harden right now? No, I don't. What do you think, Bright? I don't put him ahead of Chris Paul. You don't no, put Pete no, I, dude, Pete you're crazy ahead with of Chris that. Paul? No, Chris Paul, all around game. See, no, I Chris think, Paul would no. Chris, you wait until this next series when when Steph Curry absolutely. Iverson had Paul. way <laughs> he had way more heart, no doubt. But <laughs> Chris Paul's going to get owned. See, so isn't we'll that recent? I'm calling it right now. Go ahead. Rockets get one, one. One game, I round. think so, too. I wouldn't be shocked either. Golden State's so much better than They're everybody. They're just so much better. Too. Defense, that little pick-and-pop mid-range that Chris Paul and Harden were getting all through their oh, other series, that does not happen against the it's, Warriors. It's just yeah, not going to happen. Draymond's going to come up there and yeah. snatch that. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know about like I want the Rockets to kind of make it a series so it feels like it's something, but oh, I don't really think it will. But as far as Allen Iverson is concerned, I think there's so much recency bias. Like if Allen Iverson was playing out and balling, he'd be like OBJ, how popular he is with the kids, and everyone would think he's the greatest of all time. Versus Steph Curry, they played ten years ago. It's all recency bias. You know what I mean? In terms of who's the best or who's the best of all time or this or that. Feel free to disagree with me. I just. I don't know. I don't, all these arguments are just frustrating to me. Why is Who's that? better, LBJ? Because it diminishes something. It's just. I think it just diminishes the all-around fact that. I don't know. I mean, there's a whole industry off of it. You got Colin Cowherd, Stephen A. Smith. Oh yeah. Like, you know what I mean? The you got take, all these the guys. Take industry. The, the well, take industry. The take. I'm Will Kane. We're gonna get into that <laughs> a little bit later, but we can get into some of it now. I like, mean, this I is think a, a lot of it. A lot of it is. A lot of it is is content. You know what I mean? It's just everything drives. There's daily content needs, whether you're calling Cowherd or your ESPN.com. Right. And you need to fill those content blocks. And what ends up happening when you have something in narrative like LBJ versus MJ, rather than discussing it with any type of fucking nuance, yeah. it's just easier to you know. Just played at both ends and make a big spectacle out of it rather than any meaningful conversation. You're just filling airways is basically what you're doing. That's true. But, yeah. I mean, the one stat that I saw. Kind of like us. Go ahead. I would say Allen Iverson. I think he's I think he's definitely one of the greatest that ever played the game. For sure. I think so, too. I just think the old guys get Best shoes diminished too. a little bit. Great shoes. Great shoes. Great shoes. Very influential. But speaking of practice, we had Ben Roethlisberger not too happy about the drafting of Mason Rudolph. Saying that in practice, if Rudolph would ask him a question, he would probably just point at the notebook. Uh, and he said, speaking of, of Mason Rudolph, I think they believed in me. Once they drafted a quarterback in the third, I wasn't sure if they believed in me or not. Is Ben Roethlisberger being a little pussy bitch about this shit? What do you Hell think yeah, about the Mason Rudolph situ- situation? You got a plan for the future, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's just getting a little backup in there. Yeah. yeah. But, it's, yeah, what do you think, Bray? I don't think I think that anybody that thinks your spot's secured is an idiot. It's like that way in comedy too, though, isn't it? Yeah, and people that act like that are pussy bitches. Which there's a lot of bitchness in fucking comedy. Like people take out people on the road to open for them that they know aren't close to them. Mm. When I've done comedy, I actually feel very proud that um, a lot of comics that I've that that when they when I first met them. I was like, "Yo, you're funny," and took them on the road with me, and now they're and, t- and took them on show and put them on shows. So, yeah, there's a lot of bitchness. So and now they're and now they're bitchness. solid. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if like, can you imagine if Donovan McNabb or some like black quarterback did this, he wouldn't be able to play in the fucking CFL after that. You know, he'd be like oh, the dude. worst roommate, the worst teammate, oh. this or that. that you by the way, Colin Kaepernick should be in the league. Period. It's bullshit. It's yeah. it's gotten to the point where it's just well. Did you hear bullshit. that like Trump may have a summit with Kaepernick? Did you hear about that? I hope he doesn't agree to it. I I think anything that guy proposes should just be shot down and mocked. <laughs> Period. <laughs> it was also very interesting uh, this week in playoff history. A personal moment of mine. That's right. Cue the inspirational music, people. Are you ready for it? 105.99, 18.7 seconds. Do you guys know what this is? Miller for three, and he got it. Reggie Miller with a clutch tray, and it's 105-102. Oh, yes, maybe. And a steal. Miller retreats to the three-point line. Uh, Are you inspired yet? The game with 13 seconds remaining. Reggie Miller made a three, stole the ball, raced behind the three-point line, and hit again. This week, ladies and gentlemen, I have a boner filled with inspiration right now. 
done it again. This week, Reggie Miller's eight points in nine seconds, which is also what I call my first sexual encounters. Um, but yeah, man. Oh, you scored eight? I scored eight points in nine seconds, oh, baby. Man. It was rapid fire. Beautiful. <laughs> Uh, this is actually one of my darkest sports moments. I completely gave up on my team. I turned off the TV. I went out in the yard and I sulked. And our neighbor, Ashley Harding, came over screaming, can you believe what happened? Can you believe what happened? I said, no shit. I ran on and Reggie Miller and everybody was jumping over the court celebrating. Are there any sports moments that you had that you wished you were there for that you all missed? You know, uh, I wasn't there for that time when Reggie Miller got his the shit blocked out of him by Tayshaun Prince. By my boys, the, the Pistons. That never happened, that man. That happened. That never happened. They probably have an inspirational song behind that somewhere. You could probably cue it up. Okay, we will never have Aaron Weaver on the show <laughs> again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's an amazing block. <laughs> what about you, Brett? You guys had some great moments in Kansas. You guys were pretty much college basketball and shit, right? Um, I hurt my knee really bad when... Oh, you uh, used to play ball, right? When, yeah, but I hurt my knee like watching when Chalmers hit that fucking national championship game-winning shot against memphis yeah i jumped up and came down like knee first on the corner of my coffee table <laughs> and literally Damn. and literally while everybody else had our, and we had friends over yeah my yeah. wife and i and and i literally was sitting there enjoying the championship like just going Ooh, oh like i like peter griffin uh, yeah it's it okay so ku basketball has to be everything over there now it is it, and it and it is and we're spoiled being being a, Would you say you have a sense of entitlement? Uh, I don't. I think a lot of the fans in the Jayhawk universe do. Because do we're so spoiled. I just realized how spoiled we are. Like when people called and tried to talk trash to me when we lost to Villanova, I was like, are you a sports fan or are you just an idiot? How like, do you feel about Because I'm a sports fan. You don't beat a team that hits eight, the, the NCAA record. Yeah. For three-pointers. So I had just like props to Villanova. You know what I mean? How do you feel about the fact that we totally – Punked you for Romeo Langford. Do you feel good about that? Huh? Uh, Indiana, you know what? Do you feel good about that? My Indiana Hoosiers? We always reload. Yeah, I can't really talk shit. (laughs) We're so low right now. Kansas always reloads, so I can't. Do you guys have like a great local announcer? Like, do you just have Uh, a local announcer? It's been a long time, but uh, Mitch Holtus is pretty great. There's nothing like local radio announcers. Yeah. I love them so much, man. I like that they added that to ESPN for like big games and stuff. What? um, Like during the national championship game. They had actual local, like the, it's an option on oh, the ESPN Oh, shut the fuck app. up. They had yeah. it? Oh, they, that's they awesome. Like, so like if you're watching Clemson and whoever, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it was Clemson, Alabama, right? That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. So you could watch with the local Clemson. So it's biased. So you could watch a biased yeah, telecast. Some of, those, some of those like NBA ones are so bad. Oh, my God. Boston. The worst, dude. Oh. They do players only now. When they do players fucking only, I can't even listen to the track. It is like the worst fucking shit ever. Like Brent Berry is the worst goddamn motherfucking announcer ever. I know that people life. in Kansas City absolutely cannot stand. What's his name that does with Troy Aikman? What's his name? What's that guy's Joe name? Joe Buck. They can't stand Joe Buck well, in Kansas City. Well, that's because his pappy was uh, the great Joe Buck uh, senior. At St. Louis, who was the oh yeah, they can't, the he's Louis so Cardinal. he he'll be like this. He he's just he's so biased against Kansas City, yeah. and when it comes to football, basketball, I mean baseball, he's just so they funny. hate Joe Buck. It's so funny, and also uh, Brent Musburger. They don't like Brent Musburger, like Musburger either. either. We have the greatest local guy for the Pacers. His name is Mark Boyle. He just gets me jacked up. You like you know how a certain motherfucker Gus Johnson does this really well. Like when Gus Johnson gets jacked the fuck yeah. up, it gets you jacked the fuck up. This motherfucker gets me jacked the fuck up. Dude, Indiana was really impressive this year. Harper with you like that? Yeah. Indiana was impressive. Indiana was impressive this year. Super I, legit. 
God, they should have pulled it off, man. Yeah, 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 for sure. To shoot. What on the bounce? Here's Reggie driving. And he thunder it home. He took it right down the middle. And he threw it down. Mason looking out to Oakley. Here's a three. And McKee blocked it. The game is over. Derek McKee got out there. And he swallowed Oakley like an amoeba. That's a white guy. <laughs> That's a white guy in touch with his emotions right there. He's doing it. He's doing it, baby. Are you a white guy in touch with your emotions there? I'm trying to be, man. Do you feel it? I feel it, baby. Yeah, man. I, I got I got it. at least four emotions right now. I I'm feel working it. With. Yeah. yeah. The Knicks, man. What's going on with the Knicks? They got owned by Reggie and Jordan, but Jordan owned everybody. Like It's cool LeBron owns the Raptors, but that's like the one team that he owned. Like Jordan owned fucking all of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I want to say something. Say it. The stat... Because this LBJ MJ stuff it keeps going back. It yeah. just keeps going. The stat that really got me to actually, because I've always been a guy that's like, no, Jordan, 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 mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. The one thing that got me to start to waver was the stat that somebody put out. Oh, you're recently. wavering. You're telling me I'm you're wavering. I'm starting to wavering because of this. Because one, it's how usually he's only the millennials. Uh, do no, it. and that's how I've always also felt too. That it was only young kids that waver. Yeah, I'm starting to waver on it because one Why? of how he's playing right now. Mm-hmm. And Does Jesus had to walk on water twice to prove a point, Brett. Well, like, here's the deal: the stat that really stood out to me that I was like, "Ugh, uh, that's pretty. That's pretty convincing." Uh, when Jordan left to go play baseball, that next season the Bulls still made it to the second round of the playoffs 55 and won 55 wins. wins. Yeah. The yep. year that LeBron left to go to Miami, they had got si- they got 16 wins and ended up get with the first round draft pick, which is Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and you know that's a pretty big deal, man. It's a big deal. That is that is an that is an interesting argument and one that I haven't heard before. Yeah, that was new to me. And that's LeBron what is, made me think. But you know, you know, there's 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 shades within the argument. You know, what shade? Well, I would one say, guy left the team and it destroyed the franchise, and then the other guy left and they still made it to the second round of the playoffs, fifty five wins. Sure, that lets you know how badass Scottie Pippen is. Well, and the boys that played around Jordan, well, they were argue, badass. You could argue that Jordan created the system uh, to let those conditions thrive. Also, LeBron has never played for the likes of Dean Smith at North Carolina right. and Bill Jackson. Right. Okay? LeBron yeah. is playing for guys that he's just as knowledgeable of the game as they are. I, I think he's not. I think he's more. Not, he's I more. Think, yeah, he's not. He doesn't. He's done it without well, a mentor. I th- look, I think LeBron is great. Okay. He built Eric Spolster's career. He sure. built. Spolster's uh, pretty good. Spolster's and he's also owned. Good. He's owned way well, more teams say, than the Raptors and, and, and a, alone. In a yeah. counterpoint, in a counterpoint to that, you know, you're talking about how great the Pacers were. They were 0 6 without Victor Oladipo. Now, that doesn't make me think that, you know, he's a better player than Michael Jordan. Okay, they Owen Six is a little bit anything. different than 55 yeah. They got knocked out of the first round. 16. Right, but I think you could take one player off a lot of teams and they go to trash, and that doesn't necessarily mean they have championship pedigree. Like, the thing I, the thing I always say about LeBron is he has a very high – he has a very – he has a high ceiling, but he also has a very high floor. I you also know what I mean? here's, he, has, he has a no, harder time here's my punching deal. through the top. <clears throat> here's my deal with it, with yeah. the praising of Jordan. I think Jordan's yeah. great. Yeah. Right? Amazing athlete and icon. But Jordan has gotten so much it he like had such a system around him with Nike, with the with Bulls franchise. That. That, that no. Create, no, 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 no. Before him. Mm-mm. He didn't create that. No. He created that. He's a very he created the modern athlete. All I'm saying is, is he's a athlete. very blessed human. Okay, he's very blessed. He's been very blessed with a lot of things. Yeah, it, it, it like I get it. 
but you don't need to keep heaping praise on somebody that's gotten a yeah. ton of Jordan, blessings. Well, Jordan's well, amazing. He's never had to play anyone close to the level of the Golden State Warriors. No, right? No, 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 no never. Jordan, and LeBron no, no. would I still just, be winning I just, championships. I, I, you know, that's a fair point. Name a time that Jordan went to the. Season. I disagree with all of this. I disagree with all. Other this. than the, when I'll he beat what? the Lakers, when I'll he beat Magic's Lakers, that's the only. That was after the prime. No, we're talking. We're discounting. We're discounting a lot of the competition back then. There was a lot better basketball back then than you get credit for. As far as the modern era goes, we've just started playing good basketball in terms of the Warriors era. Before that, LeBron had every opportunity to win at every turn. When it comes to basketball, it's not like football. You are playing both sides of the field. It comes down to chips. LeBron had every chance to get chips. He was there at the finals four times with the Miami Heat. When did LeBron or when did Jordan have a team at the level of the Heat? He never had a team with the level of the Heat. And he You're only got two. Here. That's what he only the got stat, he only got two. The stat that I second said. Of all, second of all, let me say this. Let me say this. As far as dominance goes, if you look at the numbers, if we just look at the numbers, if you look at the points per game, LeBron is gonna own like all the records just from a launch from a longevity standpoint. And it's over. But if you look at the points per game and the actual amount of games played, it's not even close. Well that's just points though. It's if not you took, even if you're looking at rebounds, even, assists. It's not even it's not close. close. It's not even close proportionally. Yeah. And if you look at Jordan's dominance throughout the six of the seven last years he was with the Bulls, yeah. it's absolutely impeccable. What LeBron is doing right now is the is the best I've ever seen him in the career. But he's only just, only just in two rounds reached Jordan's playoff level, and that's in two fucking rounds. He wins one Eastern Conference semifinal, hits two game winners, and all of a sudden he's the greatest goddamn player of all time. Just wait fucking one month he's from now. When he gets eight. swept by the Warriors, okay, and then nobody's going to be talking about this. It's all filling content. He's been an eight. Jerry West has been a nine. Is Jerry West the greatest of all goddamn time? No. He's the logo. Six to three. That's all that matters. He's the logo. We can change the logo to LeBron, but that doesn't mean he's fucking great. But he would run through Carl Malone and John Stockton. Yes. You are high right now. off the fucking ass. He would run through ass. Mode, LeBron, Carl is Malone, Carl, LeBron is Carl Malone would put John LeBron Stockton. on his bitch ass, except for his oh, nuts no. are about four no, times no. fucking bigger. Sorry, homie. If Carl it wasn't Malone for the steroids, they'd be, be seven times bigger. I'm Carl Malone. <laughs> I have to agree that LeBron Malone, James is one hell of a player. Yeah, man. No, Carl Malone <laughs> was a freak athlete, and he was Always bigger, a, bigger, LeBron? bigger than LeBron, stronger than LeBron. And John Stockton would have to agree. There were still great physical. <laughs> there were still great athletes back in the day. John Stockton would start for George all. George Hill would D up John Stockton. John Stockton. George Hill and I would have not to agree. John Stockton, you're fucking high. LeBron James is one hell of an athlete. Why? Just because he's home. white, you're fucking racist against <laughs> fucking people, bro. John Stockton. John Stockton was. John deep. Stockton's awesome. John Nobody's saying he's awesome. I'm just saying but George Hill's long. They didn't see, have nobody. Back then, you're wrong. I'm you're talking. So wrong you, about okay, that. you were talking about nuance and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take in a lot of stuff. John Stockton was great. John Stockton was also the dirtiest fucking player. <laughs> he was so dirty. Yeah. He was voted by other players that like in the. There's, with, there's a consideration. The rules were a lot different. Than oh my god, too. the you stuff that they did in the '80s and the '90s. You could beat the fuck out of. Dude, Jordan. That's another thing. I respect Jordan. But like, don't try and diminish LeBron. People, the thing I'm not is, diminishing LeBron. The fact that James Harden is going to be named, the fact that James Harden is going to be named MVP is insane. LeBron should probably be the MVP every year. You think so? You yes. Think, can you do that practically, though? I mean, this just, I LeBron, mean, just LeBron was lagging until the last twenty or thirty games of the season. If we're being honest, he turned it on those last thirty games. I just hope he plays for a really long time. 
I know. How many how many more years can he go? You think he could, I, I mean, if he wants thirty three right now, I know if we had a Freaky Friday situation where I wake yeah. up and I'm LeBron, I'm having a press conference at ten a.m. to announce that I'm retiring. <laughs> he is slowing down somewhat athletically, and I can tell you a specific circumstance that I can I can. Well, he's making up for it in different ways. Like he's gotten he's smart. He's gotten that fadeaway. Like uh, that's that's, that's, that's the Jordan move right there. That's it's, Jordan it's pretty did. it's pretty and sick. LeBron's and another thing, enough. a but guy made you, an argument last night right. at the bar. He yeah. said the reason that you well, can't Well, he made do... an argument at the fucking bar. Well, that's where I mean? they all get. This is the same. <laughs> no, but, but Jordan um, Jordan wasn't emulating anybody else. Yeah. So the reason that this argument will always persist forever. He was the chronic. Forever, he was Dr. Dre the chronic. He, like, Jordan wasn't emulating anybody. He was the one kicking down the door. LeBron, where's 23? Because he wants, because he, he's emulating Jordan. You watch Kobe Bryant's highlight reel; it is literally an imitation yeah, of Kobe. Michael Jordan's game. Like, he probably so fucks that's the same the way difference. Jordan. He tugs on the shorts that's, the same. Yeah, way. he yeah. they like that's that's why this Jordan as the greatest thing. I'll take. I, I I can say yeah. I don't know. I, think, I just think I, LeBron I was, being diminished. I think LeBron's I, we're honestly, lucky to like. I like that campaign witness. Yeah. I'm in, I'm like in the this. same boat I, I as you. I thought you guys were going to be on my side. I'm no, I don't think. I'm not saying LeBron's. Greater overall. Here, I let just me think you my, my tide is changing as well. I'm like, oh, maybe. I don't see why. I just want to show you. an Eastern Conference semifinal Everything game. Has, here's the thing. Win chips. That's okay, a, and don't tell me. You're the sounding Sonics, very, you're sounding the Sonics very were a great team. Sounding, the Suns were a great team. The Jazz were a great herdy. team. <laughs> yeah. You're coming across a little cowherdy right now. <laughs> well, I am Indian. Me, we are cowherders by nature. Well, let me right? no. Let me let me say something to make you feel good. Gopies. Let Go me ahead. compliment your your guy. I don't need compliments. Reggie Miller okay, is, I will take is, is an incredible the thing that I respect the most about Reggie right now in his new role as an analyst. Is he sits there and lets bird. them talk like like that Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and those guys are the best shooters and he never ever throws his hat in the ring and goes, mm. What about me, guys? Well, he I should. I, if I were Reggie, I would. I'd be like, Did you guys forget me? I, he probably can't. You know, There's probably it, like a if you, what, you think it's in his contract. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the advanced stats in the PER, that's pretty dope Reggie, that he does Reggie's, that. Reggie's story is, is very amazing. If you look at PER uh, he's actually right up there with Magic Johnson and slightly ahead of him and, and total career PER. And I think Reggie was really underserved kind of by the era. We didn't really understand the three-point shot or the way the game should be played mathematically like we should like we do now. If Reggie Miller played today, yeah. I think he would be a more functional player than even Clay Thompson, you know. Yeah. But that's 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 my opinion. But Clay's Clay's about to get some money. Do you think he stays with the Warriors? I I or he has to I, go. I, I, was him, I, I wouldn't. Not. He needs to spread his wings and fly. It depends a if Durant bit. takes full money. Yeah, LeBron. Can't, it, by the way, Durant. Really, honestly, he can't give him a discount again. He can't. I think he, he said he wasn't. He, he said he wasn't though. He will. He will. But everybody's thinking that Clay is coming here. I think he will. You think, I mean, he'll, he'll come and take that money. Kawhi and stuff. Kawhi I hope so, man. That team. That team needs to stop. Okay. Ah, dude, I'm fun. a Warriors fan. I don't give Ugh. a fuck what everybody thinks. I hate them. <laughs> guys know it's an else? all-star team. It's, Do you guys know? Dude, what else? that's every generation, though, dude. Every gener- everybody's acting like the Warriors is some shit that's new. It's not. Two MVPs in their prime. Okay. Plus two All-Stars. Okay. Perennial. Plus Andre Iguodala, who's probably an All-Star if he's not on that team. Okay. Ron Harper, 
Scotty Pippen. Not an all-star. Ron Harper. Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc, not an all-star. Dennis Rodman. Okay, I know, but like Jordan. You got like that Lakers team is trash after Pippen. Or the Bulls team is trash after Pippen, by the way. I mean, Rodman's great. You are full like, of shit. It is. It is. Rodman no, Rod, is, Rodman's Rodman is, great. They won 55 games after Jordan left to go play baseball. You can't call those guys shit. Limited player. And didn't they lose in the first round or the second no, round? No, they lost in the second round of the Magic. No, no, no. Uh, no. Who did? Tommy, we need it. We need a fact. Our facts checked on that. But the point was they weren't considered a series. It was ninety four. They, were, they right? were they were fourth or fifth seed without Jordan. And they won fifty five games. Well, they won six in a row with him. So I think there's a little bit different there. Okay. <laughs> just, just Do you know what else happened this weekend? What happened? What this week in history, Brett Riley? Do you know what happened this week in history? Tell me. Uh, Nelson Mandela was sworn in as the first black president of South Africa in 1994. Up until like the late 80s, they had apartheid in South Africa, which basically means that black people were like second class citizens, like we had here in John Crow until the 60s. Wouldn't you it's say that? called that's Jim Crow, by the way. Jim Crow, did I say John Crow? <laughs> <laughs> Call me racist. John Crow. Crow over. John Crow was his younger brother. It applied only to Native Americans. Oh, John Crow. Okay. But uh, Jim Crow, excuse me. Um, okay. Should we just end it there? No. <laughs> yeah. Let's cut it. Let's just. <laughs> Nelson Mandela was the first black president in 1994, but uh, he used rugby. Uh, he used rugby to actually uh, unite the country. It was very. Wasn't was that very a Matt Damon cool. flick? It was a Matt Damon flick. Uh, like, Damn I don't know anything about rugby. All I know about rugby is my buddy in high school, Jeff Harvey, used to play rugby. And he played in the game, and he had to walk around with these staples in his fucking head after he like oh, yeah. mashed them, and he looked fucking gnarly, like his head was shaved. He looked like a motherfucker out of American History X, you know. And by the way, if you ever want to make somebody cringe, all you have to do is mention the curb stomp scene in American History yeah. X. No <laughs> Dude, Austra- uh, actually, the Philadelphia Eagles might have gotten the steal of the draft because they uh, they they. Uh, Drafted an Australian rugby player. Dude is six eight three forty. People always try to do that. What? He's never played football. No, never played football. What's he supposed to be doing? Like he's a position athlete. They're gonna figure out. I'm sure they're gonna try and put him on the line. But he's fast. Wait, how how much he weigh? He's six eight, like three forty. He's a three forty. He's like a monster. We'll he's see. like a. The Patriots and the Colts have tried that, and the and the uh, Niners too. You the Niners like, did it, and they did it successfully. Who, who was it? Who was it? It was. I think he. It was a. He played halfback. He played halfback for a little bit. Do you think that that Australian motherfucker, what team is he on? Philadelphia Eagles. Will be able to unite the city of Philadelphia like Francois Pinar and Nelson Mandela united South Africa. There's a chance. He's six eight three four. The year was 1995, and South Africa was set to host the Rugby World Cup, represented by a team made of mostly white players. The polarized social climate still meant that many black South Africans cheered against their own team. Whites learned it in school and blacks learned to hate it. Yet another snapshot of Nelson Mandela in the wake of apartheid. When Mandela began his presidency, leading a still broken country struggling to become whole. A struggle immortalized on the big screen in the film Invictus. This is the time to build our nation. And with his country's national pastime writ large, Mandela helped his nation move on from a past history of violence and separatism and hatred. Finally tonight from South Africa, something to cheer about.
To have people united overnight like that, it, it is a miracle. To see us shouting together, to scream together, to, to, to unify against, for something, is just unbelievable. It's just absolutely incredible. Mandela met with the team captain, played in the movie by Matt Damon, and so helped to spur a team to embrace a united South Africa. One team for all. That's like a dream world. I love that serious sportscaster voice. One team for all. The people in here, white and black, we're all mixing here. I'm very happy about this. Morgan Freeman, who was handpicked by Mandela to portray him in the film, says that after studying the civil rights icon for years, Freeman's most difficult task was properly executing Mandela's voice. On behalf of our rainbow nation, I welcome you all. Your country supports you completely. And a team that once stood for an oppressive minority came to stand for all South Africans, white and black. I want to thank you for what you have done for our country. Well, Mr. President, thank you for what you have done for our country. As the team's victory parade moved through the streets of Johannesburg, the banner they displayed said it all. One team, one country. Very one team, one country. Like, this is how dumb we are. This man's life is amazing. And the entire clip, they're talking about a fucking movie. They're talking about Morgan Freeman and Matt fucking Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. that clip from Team America. You know how that came about? They got the order, the uh, puppets or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and they got Matt Damon, and it just didn't look like it was right in the head. <laughs> so they decided to keep it and not send it back and make that part of the fucking character. <laughs> Those guys are brilliant. I'm, I love them. Oh my god, they're so fucking amazing. Freedom costs a buck oh five. <laughs> Does that inspire Folks you? like you and me. <laughs> <laughs> Freedom isn't free. Yo, Brett's an amazing singer. Do I was ever, listening to do that. You ever, do you ever use your singing ability before you were married for like oh, purposes yeah. to get like laid and shit? Oh, I've never ever, because of singing, I've never ever understood, honestly, the struggles of my fellow men when it comes to women. <laughs> because women like singing. Oh, so you're just at a bar? Is that like I just, your, I, your I mating just go, call? You just oh, like, it was a mating call, mating call for sure. You just go, I just go, if, if I were... Like straight up at the bar, you order a couple oh, shots single, of I'm just like, all I got to do is out? order a couple beers, <clears throat> go up, sing a couple R&B songs, and I'm pretty sure... Do you think I was always pretty <laughs> confident that a woman was going to talk to me. Do you think it's talent of your voice, or do you think it's confidence? Like, oh, this dude can sing. It's both. In front it's of women think... Women see it as a sign of confidence, yeah. and it's like, yeah, it's just... Yeah. yeah, but it's yeah, it's yeah. like it's something that I yeah I was like I feel very like I said Shit, I'm attracted to you when you did you handpick like a song that was like oh yeah my get jam the wet. oh dude yeah. when I was younger when I was in college my my go to was either uh, shy oh if I am if I ever <laughs> and if I ever fall in love again I will be sure that the lady is. 
a friend and if I ever fall. And I do like shit like that. Or Knocking the Boots by H-Town. Right oh, now. yeah. How'd that go? Can you sing that? <laughs> knocking the Boots by Not H-Town is, is so fun to sing when you're hammered, too. Good loving body rocking, knocking boots all night long. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Making love till we're tired till the break of dawn. Oh, come on. Come on and turn the lights down and let me get on it. And just, <laughs> and then yeah. girls are like, <laughs> it's always funny. Cause like, Yo, I wish I was talented. You right. know what I mean? Women like, will. Brett but, actually has talent. You know, most comics aren't really No, most talented. comics don't have a second talent. <laughs> not, not, not most comics talent. don't have a first But talent. I will admit, <laughs> it soured me though, because I've been singing since I was a kid, but it soured me when I became an adult. Like once I went to college. Like singing or like, like no, it soured did you me. Ever with want to become a serious singer instead I did, of a, I did, but comic. then once I, once I, you know, once I was like a senior in you high school, and I realized I was going to go to uh, college on music theater scholarship. Oh, so you went to college as a, as a yeah. as a latent homosexual. That, no, that's what that's kind of what messed with me was I got there and Kansas. I'd always been. It's cool <laughs> it's when you're. Like, I'm a singer from when Kansas. you're out. You know, <laughs> and that's, I feel really grateful <laughs> about like my upbringing because growing up in Kansas. I could play basketball, play football, run track, yeah. be on the swim team, and be in all no the plays and the musicals people, and right? all that stuff. Big city kids, like in eighth grade, have to decide, am I a baseball player? Am I a football player? Am I a basketball? Like you have to decide. Yeah. So I, I'm very grateful for that. But yeah, once the world tightened up and I realized, oh, no, you're a theater kid. I yeah. was like, Mm-mm, no, I'm not. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm not. I'm a dude. Yeah, because but when With I a got penis there, that well, likes no, when I got there though, and I'm on full ride scholarship, and I meet all these guys in all of my courses. Yeah, we're just like, oh my god, you were really great with your solo today <laughs> in chamber choir. I got a big dick though. Do you want to, <laughs> just, do you want to go out and get just a cappuccino? I was like, I would call my dad and I'd be like, yo, dad, I'm not homophobic, but I don't, I can't, I can't be surrounded by this yeah. all day in and day out. Just right. guys that are like, what is the up? Oh my god, and I'm just like, I gotta go. I can't do this <laughs> shit. So I only lasted one year. At the, on scholarship. At KU. No, KU was the second year. KU was the second year. Yeah. Would you say you needed inspiration? For what? For your life. Would I say that I need inspiration? Do you want to hear yeah. the poem that changed South Africa? I do want to hear the poem that changed <laughs> South Africa. I, I, didn't yes. my, I didn't finish my thought. <laughs> That's about, what we call a segue in the biz. But I didn't finish my thought about what soured me about the singing thing. Tell I want to do that. Yeah, yeah, please. Is, and hand me that scotch. I realized that women... We're only paying attention to me because of the singing thing, so it kind of sounds. Well, I imagine me. you cleaned up if you're the only guy who's like, uh, you know, into the ladies in in musical theater. Oh, that was a that was a benefit. I so yeah, that's for sure. oh, that was a total. total did you benefit. ever have to explain like, yo, look, I but like, like I almost didn't talk to my wife because oh. I knew that she I knew that you, she you was attracted because her, her her roommate came up to me and goes, hey, yo, my my girl, my best friend really likes you and yeah. thinks you're. She she thinks you're attractive and she'd like to talk to you and I go really you're you're super hot friend but okay like I almost blew her off because yeah. it bothered me when women I I was not attracted to women that were only attracted to me because of the, yeah because I was the guy on stage and stuff it always messed with Yo, me so I almost didn't talk to my wife I'm surprised when a woman is attracted to me at all <laughs> 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 or ever you know. Okay, I want to hear this poem. You want to hear? Yeah, this poem? let me hear this poem. I need to be inspired. You want to be inspired? Because I have to. Yeah. All right, here it is. This is the poem that kept Nelson Mandela was in like a prison for 30 years. He yes. didn't get out. And when he came out, he became president. And this is the poem 
uh, that kept him going in his days and that he read to uh, rugby captain Francois Pignon um, to, to, to kind of tell him what they were going to do and to bring the country around rugby. Out of the night that covers me, black as the bed from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul in the film collective circumstance. Brett's face is hilarious right now. He looks like he's like trying to discern what the words are. Morgan Freeman's so gravelly. All right, here we'll keep going. I have not winced nor cried aloud. I've not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of fate, I hear this bloody, but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears, looms but the horror of the shade. And yet, the menace of the years binds and shall find me unabraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I'm the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Yo, that was way less inspirational than I thought because you couldn't understand any of it. No, it was... Okay, for one, yeah. that's the best, two of the best lines ever yeah. to come from somebody that, that, that people need to remember that stuff. I am the master of my fate. I am I'm the, the captain, captain of, of my, my soul. soul. Right? Isn't that some hot fucking shit right there? I have him um, actually just reciting this poem from memory on Charlie Rose, but Charlie Rose isn't wearing any pants. So I figured this was a better, better clip to play. But uh, do you guys want to hear that one or no? We had enough of the poem, probably, right? The poem's good. The yeah, poem's we're, good. We're, were good. you inspired by the poem? I was. Um, I was. <clears throat> yeah, I just started a business <laughs> on my phone while I was. What listening. was the business? <laughs> uh, fla- oh, fla- edible flower company. Edible flower. Yeah, company? you want to eat some flowers? Yeah, I would love to eat some. Flowers. Hell yeah, that would be great. Okay, but uh, this is how ahead. bullshit technology is. Let me tell you. You're me. playing that inspirational no. poem. Did it? Yes. And Instagram. Shows I, I'm an idiot. So you were playing a clip. So I kind of took a break to glance at my Instagram, and this is yeah. what I read. So you stopped talking to me because I didn't want to have sex with you. Yes, ma. My intentions with you were purely sexual, and so I discontinued when I saw it wasn't mutual. I will not be emotionally blackmailed into a performative friendship. Thanks. So that's how my brain was. Um, taken away from inspirational. Oh, uh, <laughs> I thought you what had some inspiration that? popping up on what your Instagram feed. Performative friendship is one of my new favorite um, phrases. What is a performative friendship? Tell our tell our listeners so that they're a performative know. friendship is where you are being friendly to someone. Um, to try and get something. <laughs> oh, I never heard of that. That you know you're not gonna get. Yeah. Like you know, like a like a. Like the woman saying, you stopped talking to me because I didn't want to have sex with you. And he said, yes, my intentions were purely sexual. So I discontinued our relationship when I saw it wasn't mutual. I will not be emotionally blackmailed into a performative friendship. Thanks. I think it's one of the most tactfully assertive uh, statements I think I've seen in a while. Yo, but Brett, why are you me. reading my Instagram account on the air live and shit, man? Huh? I don't know, man. Instagram and Facebook are starting to really make me think that it's eroding my... 
Yeah, I love bread level though. of intellect. If you, if no you, if, doubt. If you but get, I love it, and I, I can't. Know. It's ruining us, though. Yeah, it is. I feel bad. Have you ever tried to read a book? Yeah, <laughs> that's just. Uh, it only happens on planes for impossible. me now. Yeah, you got to be like in the air. Locked tr- yeah, I have to be locked, locked away in a from plane. the internet. Yeah, yeah, locked away from the internet is the only way I can read a book. They just now. can't compete, man. Dude, locked my son up. is hilarious. He's two, and yesterday he said to me, he goes, "Dad, you're, he's his new thing is he's like you're not the only one." What he's trying to say is you're the only one that doesn't like YouTube. He goes, "I like YouTube," and I go, "You can't watch YouTube. You can watch Netflix or Amazon Prime because I can regulate what you're watching." Okay, I can't regulate YouTube, so if I leave you alone with it, I don't know if you're going to see something inappropriate. Dude, let him go. My dad didn't he give a fuck. Like this. He let me he watch li- whatever I want. He literally looked at me and goes like this. He goes, if I gave you money, would that make you happy? <laughs> 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 He's too. Uh, I'm yeah. like, you're really like YouTube that much. He was like, yes, YouTube is so good. I was like, I, I'm against YouTube. No, let him go, man. It's pretty much he can, whatever's in his imagination, he can find it in a visual representation. It's True. Actually, Kids are kids are better with that stuff than adults are, you know. So I would let them do it. You know what I've been doing lately, though. You want to know what I've been doing? I've been watching like uh, like a bunch of '80s movies a lot. Okay. Like I've been watching. Like this week was so random. It was Nelson Mandela, and then I started listening to that speech, and I got super inspired. You know what I mean? So then I started watching Lethal Weapon two because it's about South Africans, and I watched all the Lethal Weapons, and then I started watching a bunch of '80s movies, and I think. The reason I did that is because they remind me of my childhood when I didn't have, like, any responsibility, you know? And I think that's what all nostalgia is. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a longing for less responsibility and more enjoyment. But I, I love uh, Lethal Weapon because they have this, like, porn sax that, <laughs> that plays out the scenes and brings them in, and it's so ridiculous. Like, here it is. But you guys are right, though, because that's Like, they'll just end scenes with yeah. this. Oh, yeah, it is pretty good. <laughs> cool. Like, just out of nowhere, this, this sex. But you guys are right, Sunny remake because they nailed that like so perfect. Here's another one. Wait, gentlemen. Why? <laughs> don't bother. They, they intro the scene with the guitar. Better call the police. I'm here already. I should have known. Oh well. It's the master race. <laughs> I hope you. Metal. Say it's the master Me- race. Yeah, Mel the Gibson. South Africans were pretty bad in so, the yeah. weapons. If you don't know, if you don't know the movie, Mel Gibson's the big race hero in oh. Lethal Weapon too. He's the race hero. Yeah. Okay. Mel, uh, I don't know what happened to the him. Anti-Semitic like, guy. Yeah, he yeah. was like the, <laughs> this was Lethal Weapon two was like peak Mel Gibson. Like it's hilarious because Glover and brings uh, and Gibson are bringing down this big like South African diplomat, and he stands for like apartheid, and the guy bringing him down is Mel Gibson. Who famously said said this? This is from the police transcript when he was arrested. Uh, sugar tits. <laughs> yeah, sugar tits. Gibson's belligerent attitude, unreadable. Gibson, unreadable. Uh, spouted out profanities, calling me you motherfucker. Gibson repeatedly threatened me, saying, "I'm going to fuck you. You're going to regret you ever did this to me." While en route to Lost Hills Sher- Sheriff's Department, Gibson's conduct uh, remained. Uh, Unintel- unlegible, whatever. Gibson almost uh, continually threatened me, saying he owns Malibu 
and will spend all <laughs> his money to get even with me. Gibson, this is a cop. Gibson blurted out a barrage of anti-Semitic reports, uh, uh, remarks about fucking Jews. Gibson yelled out, the Jews are responsible <laughs> for all the wars in the world. Gibson then asked, are you a Jew? Yeah, man. I don't know if you've heard this, but these are among my favorite things ever. This is uh, Gibson's <laughs> racist rants when he called his uh, ex-wife and she was recording it. Tell me that the message or something, right? Because you're doing something, trying to breastfeed with uh, fucking foreign bodies in you. So was that it? It has nothing to do with it. Oh, it had nothing to do with what? The fact that you had foreign bodies in there? Correct. Correct. Okay, good. So you're not lying to me about fake tits. I have never had. Yes. Yes, you just did. You said they weren't. You fucking lied to me before. What? I didn't. I never said it, I never said anything. Of a kind. You never asked me. I'm I never told lie. you. I'm not gonna lie. I hate all of these fucking things when women are taping. I don't lie. Who cares? When they're pissed, when they're no, fucking enraged, it makes me so fucking mad, dude. Because it also scares me. I love my wife more than anything, yeah. but if my wife fucking taped me when I was in a drunken, angry like conversation <laughs> with her, she could ruin me in five minutes. Oh like, yeah, and she does. This like she is the plan. Yeah, that's what she did. These oh, make listen, me so oh, mad, dude. Yeah. Listen, listen to Gibson spout, man. I mean, it, he, he goes him. off. It's, it's, she gets him. She gets him. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. That's not none of your fucking business. What it is. It is. Like he's giving her shit that she has fake tits and she's she's uh, breastfeeding his kid with fake tits. They look stupid. I'm just telling you, it's just an appraisal. Keep them if you want. Look stupid. See if I give a fuck. You know, but they're too big and they look stupid. They look like some Vegas bitch. They look like a Vegas whore. <laughs> and you go around sashaying around in your tight clothes and stuff. I won't stand for that anymore. I don't. I don't, I don't walk around. I don't, I don't walk. To be that. I don't work around in tight clothes. I stay at Funny, home for you most of the time. Public and it's a fucking embarrassment to me. You look like a fucking bitch on heat. And if you get raped by a pack of niggers, it'll be your Ooh, fault. Whoa. Whoa, no. whoa. We're hanging out at the party. We're having a good time. Like, chill out. Everybody's hanging out. Everybody's having a good time. Maybe it's time to go home, Mel, okay? That's the bit I'm called for. All right? Because you provoked it. You are provocatively dressed all the time with your fake boobs. You feel you have to show off in tight outfits and tight pants and stuff. You see your pussy from behind. And that green thing today was enough. That's provocative. Okay? I'm telling you. I'm just telling you the truth. I don't like it. I don't want that woman. I don't want you. He talks like he's in a movie. <laughs> That's what's it's crazy. It's like he's acting. It's right? like he's acting. Like, I don't think he can separate who he is. Oh, and who that oh come is. on, dude! Good actors are just fucking bringing out something that they can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's your take? Is he like out of his fucking mind? He was drunk. <laughs> he's drunk. By the way. That's not. Is I mean, this what it's it like is. Bu- it's the, bullshit. Is it's There's like- no excuse for you to, to for people to speak like that. So when the shit comes out about people like that, you're like, oh, okay, well, fuck them. But it, but. That's really fucking awful. What, to, what's it? What's it like to be part of the master race? Brett oh Riley? fuck that! Shit. <laughs> I'm not a woke white person. I was just a person that was born white that happens to be very upset by uh, awful shit yeah. that goes on because of the, like the uh, right, what's bugging me right now is the fact that it's it's in the mainstream media now. Like what? that, it's okay to be alt right. Alt right is Kanye's alt right now, dude. If you're a fucking Nazi, but like 
could fuck yeah. off completely. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the point. Like, Kaepernick can't get a job, and Mel Gibson is going to be directing, like, the fucking Maccabees or something, you know, a year from now. But I could listen to this shit all day. I don't know why. I find it so entertaining. Here's one more clip of Mel Gibson going off on his ex. This is awful, by the way. Yes. Stay on this phone and don't hang out for me. I can. I have plenty of energy to drive over there. You understand me? And I will. Whoa. Yeah, this is so just fucking listen to me. This one's so good. Listen to my fucking ranting. Listen to what you do to me. I didn't do anything to you. You are ruining my life. You make my life so fucking difficult. <laughs> well, you know what? It's you'll a- be a woman that fucking supports me instead of a woman that sucks off me. And just fucking sucks me dry. Sounds and like what? William Wallace. And what? <laughs> this relationship if you're a good woman and you love me. What I don't you? believe you anymore. What am I? What did you say? Think of your bullshit. Dude. Brett, this is what you sound and like if you stayed in theater school, dog. Straight up. <laughs> 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 Shit. Listen to me. Dude. This is so fucked. This is so fucked up. This is why people need to realize don't. There's a big world out there. This is my thing about anger and people that are, have a penchant for violence or spouting the fuck off like that. It's a big world out there. Don't let anybody work you up like this, man. Oh my God. She's got him. Just, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. You love me because somebody who loves does not behave this way. I do so not. Calm. I am a second. Because she knows she's got it. I know. She's goading him. She's baiting him. One second, please. Can I please? I love you because I treated you with every kindness. No. Every consideration. You rejected. You will never be happy. Fuck you. Um, Get the fuck away from me. But my daughter is important. All right? Now, you have one more chance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's... Anything. I did not do anything. This is your selfish imagination. That's all. You should just fucking smile and blow me. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, get to the point. Smile and blow me. Brett, when was the last time you told a woman that she should just smile? No, I've not. I've not said anything like that. But I, like I said, I don't go on anti-Semitic or racially charged rants with my wife. But who should have a job in America, Mel Gibson or Colin Kaepernick? Colin Kaepernick. Derek Reed. Why do you think Colin Kaepernick has such a hard fucking time getting a job? Isn't he not good at football anymore, though? Get the fuck out! Of I don't know. I'm. I'm he not. He just led a team to a fucking Super Bowl. Not that. No, long but ago. like, wasn't he? Didn't he fall no, off he before he his, did the his numbers? His li- literally his numbers. You went. Let's do this again. No, Brett, tell me Brett the truth. Riley right. with the numbers. <laughs> a uh, new segment. Brett. Riley, new segment. Brett Riley with the numbers. His numbers are exactly the numbers that fucking Garoppolo put up. And, the, and Garoppolo got a $100 million contract. Ooh, he's got numbers. What do you have to say to that, Aaron Weaver? Well, okay. No, no, same. I'm not trying to. Admit that you're a racist. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wanted to be good, but I literally thought the 49ers fell the fuck off while he was their quarterback. They did, but he still put up the same numbers that got Garoppolo his contract. Like, it, like hmm. they're identical. You can, yeah. I, I, I saw it, and I was like, fuck that. Yeah, That's I'd so, give him a job then. Yeah. He can play. He can play the game. He deserves to be in the league. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, but that's what's that's what really sucks. It actually is scarier on the college level. You think like so, you what? think of the politics of fucking pro sports. Oh, Kids yeah. are getting like some of the best at. That's well, another wait, thing. Let's, that's let's, another let's, thing. Whoa, whoa, that let's 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 you know. I, I wanted to have you on for a college episode. Let's do a college episode, and we'll go through all okay. the college bullshit. Fine. Let's say that. But uh, this this week, you know, we went through interesting history lessons. This week, the most important thing to happen to this week was obviously this. Make sure you do not foul anybody here on the dribble. It's going to be James. Yeah, here it is. Under, three it's under three seconds. Three. Go. Throws up the floater. Good night, Cleveland. That is for you. LeBron James hitting the buzzer beater off one foot over OG Anunoby in the fucking Eastern Conference semis. What did you guys think? Where were you? And what were your conclusions about it? Go he ahead, made it look so easy. Yeah. He was just chilling. He just flipped that up. No problem. Do you think he was going to make it? Yeah, he knew he was going to make that. Did you think he was going to make no, it? No, I didn't think he was going to make it. Both. Like when he hit the that when he hit the floater and when he hit the shot the three, literally both times I was like, "Fuck, he's so he's going to do what, this." Is that when you thought, "Oh, he hit this jumper over a rookie oh, to get the Raptors. Is this what makes him better than Jordan?" <laughs> oh my god. Why can't I don't he, He's hit more game winners than Jordan. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No way. Yes, in has. the playoffs, he yes. has. That's yeah. false. No, it's no, not. it's not. It's it like to be four. False. That's the number. It's like four. We need a fact checker on this. We, we, we will fact check that. We can't fact check that now. This is this is live. You guys are so full of shit, man. I, I wasn't expecting to have to defend myself so much. We were gonna bring I on. I didn't know you were such a fucking Jordan. I didn't know homer. you guys were such fucking millennials. No wonder your pants are so goddamn tight. You get that shit at Urban Outfitters? Where'd you get that shit? I don't wear tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I your thought maybe that's what was affecting your brain. I'm wearing Jinko jeans. <laughs> I love your Jinko jeans, right? We are going to bring on Mike Winfield. If you remember Mike Winfield from last week, how you doing, Mike? No, it's Mike E. Winfield. Mike E. Winfield. <laughs> this is and, like, and I just added extraordinaire after my name, so it's Mike E. Winfield extraordinaire. Mike E. Winfield extraordinaire. What's up, man? How are you doing? I always forget. You're like when you're hosting and you got to bring somebody up with like 17 credits and then you got to remember all of them. You don't, <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about, right? So, so you need to bring paper to the stage so you can read them. Oh, it's just, oh. so that's what Mike. So next time I bring Mikey up, I got to bring a whole fucking. Okay, so Mike E. Winfield is a credit comic. Okay, all right. Are you a credit comic? Mike? Are you a credit comic? Nah, man. Hell no. people don't really remember him. They don't remember it afterwards, so it's not. <laughs> yeah, like, audiences in the live, they don't I give a shit. What, what's your credit philosophy? When somebody comes up to you before you're about to go on stage and they say, how do you want me to bring you up? What do you say? Oh, I already have a list printed in my back pocket. I just hand it to them. <laughs> <laughs> and does it say Mike E, Mike Extraordinary Winfield? Yeah, but I put the E like it's capitalized. So they can make, but they don't forget it. So they fucking know. So we've been doing this fun thing with Mike where for every team that exits, he's been picking a song for each one of them and telling us why. So we have one for the Raptors. Mike, should we just go ahead and play it? Yeah, I think we just need to go in and play this one. And um, 
This one comes to you from Toronto. <laughs> Straight from Toronto. Here we go. This is more than just a new last for you. Is Drake's too much, Mikey? Because why'd you pick Drake's on. too much? Tell us, tell us why'd you pick this? Because he's saying pretty much, don't try to do too much, Toronto rappers. It's very simple. Just break up the team. You're going nowhere as long as LeBron is in the East. Break up the team. Start over from scratch. Bring in anyone who's willing to play basketball in Canada, mm. and then maybe. With the love, Yo, LeBron I, will retire or go to the Western Conference. I literally thought there's you. There's no way to get past him. I thought Mike. Hey, Sean. Yeah, Mike. Do you know that LeBron is responsible for putting the Toronto Raptors out the last four years? Is he really? He was on the team yeah. that put out the Raptors. Yes. Yes. I really what thought. What do you do? I, what do you do, Brett Riley? I really thought he was gonna. I thought that was gonna be your remix, and it was gonna be Bron's plan. Bronze plan. <laughs> I don't know, man. Listen, man I, don't uh, draw, I don't draw music. I'm not Lance Stevenson. <laughs> All right. Hey, I have a I have a question though. Why would the Raptors break up? They should stay together because he's coming to the West. LeBron's going west. You think LeBron you is going that? west, Brett? Why would anybody stay in Cleveland? Why? Because he he's from there. To. Hey, did you see the moments he just gave Cleveland yeah. in his last two playoff games? If he leaves, man, not only will they set his jersey on fire, they're going to set wherever he goes on fire. There's no nah. – he can't leave. You gave him a championship. He gave him a championship. Yeah, he they're, came they're back. fine. I agree with you. I think the Raptors, the Raptors should trade you know, Drake. <laughs> you imagine Drake. Drake, they'd be able to win. <laughs> yeah, man, maybe it's his fault. <laughs> Who should they Oklahoma uh, City? Two Jermaine Dupree's and a <laughs> and a Royce to five nine. Like, yeah. what, are you, what are you trying for? Man, you guys keep riding this championship thing. Yes, he gave him a championship, but you think he won't leave? That's like saying you give a woman an orgasm, she'll never leave you. She'll still leave. <laughs> so, so Mike, I got to ask you: these guys have been giving credence to the argument that LeBron may have overtaken Michael Jordan. I vehemently disagree. Uh, what do you? What's your take on that, LeBron or MJ? Okay, look at this. The facts are true that LeBron has more game winners in playoff games. Okay, that is true. I feel like that is true. But everyone that says this argument wasn't watching what Michael Jordan did in this era. They're just going off the highlights when he swung at Craig Elo for one six championships. I agree. Jordan would have had even more championships if he wouldn't have had the tragedy of his father and went to play baseball. Yes! He was a... He was about to become amazing in baseball. Tell he them. He needed another couple years. Exactly. He was the leading home run hitter in the major leagues. He you tell him. 
Okay. Yeah. However, Michael Jordan was regular size. LeBron James is like a phenomenon in his own that he's six eight. He's two inches taller than Mike. Yeah. But Michael Jordan, well, he now still remains the I greatest. Mean, look, well, LeBron is chasing a ghost. LeBron is chasing the ghost. Who's ever had to chase Like a when ghost? you're on Mario Kart and you're doing time trials on Mario Kart and you're chasing the ghost? <laughs> the ghost. Yeah. Here's my <laughs> thing about it. Jordan was so dominant, he would rip the soul and the spirits out of teams. Just rip them out. You know what I mean? So he didn't need as many game winners. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yo, he was so good that when he left, the Bulls still believed they could win. They just thought he was still there. Yeah, Brett. Do you hear that? <laughs> I'm telling you. Dude, I'm just saying the comparisons are – it's just kind of – I just think it's sad because it's like diminishing what but, he's but doing. But don't you, don't you just – That's all. I, I think Le- it diminishes Michael because really to me, the only time I've seen LeBron on an actual Michael level has been in this past two weeks. And this is what Fair Michael enough. was like every week. Did you see him against the, the Detroit Pistons when he scored yeah. 30 points in I a row? I did see that. I was, I was the watching Pistons that. fan and when he was on, ripped when he, my heart When he was out. on the cast, he scored the yeah. last 26, yeah. the last that 28 points. That was, that was great. And then what happened in the finals? Well, his he team got was swept. Garbage. All right, those are excuses. He, give me more hey, excuses. His point guard fucked his You know his what matters? I can give you point excuses for Peyton Manning all goddamn day, and I will give you excuses for Peyton Manning all goddamn day. But at the end of the day, all that matters is what you produce. That's how you judge a career. You know what I mean? I still think Kobe's career is better than 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 LBJ's. It's not even at a Michael level. I still think Magic Johnson's career is better than LeBron's. Quite frankly. I disagree. I disagree. Yeah, that's because we had this conversation after I smoked that thing. Go ahead. Absolutely. And, and that's what the kids are lacking nowadays is the instinct called you a to kid. kill. And it's because, <laughs> we give, it's because we give out trophies. This yeah. is the league that grew up, and they all got the trophy. They all think they're good. Hey, that the wasn't the, that's the not the kids' fault. It's their shitty the parents. But don't you agree it's with that? Brett has been, Brett has been talking about the sense of entitlement. Don't you agree with that, Brett? What are you saying? About the sense of entitlement or whatever. Oh yeah, everybody. Th- that's the only thing that makes me mad. I'm a pretty happy, decent guy, but the shit that makes me wake up and go fuck is there's so many people that feel like they're entitled to these mistakes that are easily fixed problems. You know what I mean? Like, what do you they, mean when you say that? People feel like it's okay to fuck up. Like they think it's okay to be a fuck up. Like, like they don't. Like they're entitled to mistakes. Like, if you really, if, like, this wasn't the land of the free, you know, like, if we didn't have it as good as we had it, when you fucked up, mm-hmm. you, you're fucked. Right. But everybody feels entitled to making mistakes all the time, and that's what diminishes everything. You know, like, Nothing people, matters. people will leave a movie and go, you know what, it was okay. And I'm like, what about that huge, stupid-ass fucking plot hole in the middle of it? And they're yeah. like, yeah, but overall, hey, it was a pretty good movie. It's fucking this, dumb this to me. Bigger. This is not just basketball, which you're discussing. This is comedy, too. Yeah, People no doubt. People are titled in comedy. Absolutely. Whatever happened to trying to be the greatest and funniest comedian? Some of the stuff that's on some of these stages is disrespectful. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> this is the most angry I've ever Amen. heard. Mike E. Winfield, by the way. It's the most angry I've ever heard him. Okay, let's go through this real quick. we got to wrap up soon. But uh, let's go through this real quick. MJ versus LeBron on a point-scoring basis. Who are you guys taking? Points, MJ or LeBron? MJ. MJ. Okay, two for MJ. Mike, MJ or LeBron on points? 
obviously MJ on this one. Me too. That's four for MJ on points. Rebbies, where are we doing rebounds? All LeBron. 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 All LeBron, Mike? LeBron. LeBron. Assists. All LeBron? LeBron. All LeBron. LeBron. Uh, defense. Mike. 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 Michael, was, Michael Jordan was the best perimeter defensive player of all time, okay? A lot of that is often forgotten. Uh, physical attributes. LeBron. And LeBron. You LeBron. Know, you know, that's close. That's close. You know, I actually think here is um, – I'm not going to use my favorite term again. What do we call it, Aaron? Do you know it? What's recency on? bias. I know what it is. Recency, <laughs> yeah. bias. recency bias is hilarious. That, that's caught on so much. I'm not going to use that term, but MJ was considered the freak athlete of his era. I think uh, LeBron is also a freak athlete, but what MJ was doing at the time was considered the same. Uh, I actually have this as a wash, but I'll just go with MJ just because none of them did. So that's one. That's one for um, MJ. MJ. That's three for LeBron. What about legacy right now? Legacy. They have the same MJ. amount. They have the, the LeBron actually has more playoff games played than Le, than MJ, even though MJ's stats are better in almost every degree. You know, one puts kids in college, the other one invests in prison. But whatever, if you want to talk we'll about get to legacy, that. we'll get to that. Bright. I'm glad you brought that up. But uh, so, what are you putting on legacy? Are we putting MJ or LeBron? I mean, uh, career wise, right now it's MJ. Oh, oh. Easily, MJ, because LeBron's legacy is tainted right now with flops yep. and the fact that he I has agree. these. Le- How about LeBron quits on teams? I knew he was leaving the Cavs when the Celtics beat him. He pulled his jersey off the fucking off his back before he even left the court. You know what I mean? LeBron quits on teams in situations. LeBron or Michael doesn't quit. You know what I mean? Michael that, builds shit that's up. Today's, that's today's culture. Continue. Are you are you going with MJ on legacy as well, Aaron? MJ, yeah. Okay. Um, and then. The last one. So right now, overall career, I think we're all agreeing that Michael has a better career right now. What would it take from each one of you? What would it take for LeBron to leapfrog MJ as you see it? Video of Michael Jordan in one of his private prisons torturing people. (laughs) Aaron? Uh, LeBron just embracing his balding and just shaving it. That true. is very good. Yeah, true, yeah, yeah. true. I know true. why he did it though, because he probably got a head like mine. I can't have short hair because I got a weird ass. LeBron's head. on Propecia now. That shit's coming back. I know. Trust no, me, I'm a bald guy. Dude, he got a weave, dog. Got surgery, dog. He, he got a fucking hair he left weave for two plant. Weeks last year. With he the surgery, surgery, you still need to do Propecia. You need to fortify it to make sure you don't lose the gains. Trust really? me. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Research. I've looked okay. into it, dog. I've looked into it. And Mike, what do you put? What do you have? What would what would LeBron need to do to leapfrog MJ? No. He already has. Hey. The he has what? Be- listen, listen. What? That's right. It's because of what he does for the culture. Michael was afraid to speak up oh, for God. the culture. True. He speaks for wrong. black lives. He speaks for people, and he's not afraid to lose business Michael. over having his political beliefs. Or Mike. Absolutely. So Mike, Mike, are comics as good as they are people? Do you judge comics uh, on how good they are as people? Are comics as good as they are? People? Do you judge a comic on what kind of person they are? Or do you judge them on what they do on stage? Ah, okay, right. Of course, it's the comedy we tune in for. 
but now everything's on videos and on a spectrum. Michael was afraid to speak because he didn't want to lose his dollars. Well, the you know, who you are, are matters, dog. And he's talking. <laughs> who you are matters, who you are, dog. Who you are matters, you are. dog. Okay, so then let's do a people you one. You can't say, okay. Let's people. do a people one. All right, so who, who's the better person? Are we taking LeBron or are we taking Mike? You go, Winfield, you start. We've already answered this. It's LeBron. It's LeBron. I am, okay, I will, I am also, this is the one where I'm taking LeBron. I love Mike. I love yeah. Mike to the point. What did my mom say? What couch did I used to sit on in the first episode? You remember the name of the couch? Ah, the shit. The, the shit. bullshit couch bullshit because guy. that's how much I loved Michael Jordan. I sat on the bullshit couch while the rest of my family rooted for the Pacers. Okay, but in this regard, I think LeBron James, after he retires, should go to Ohio State, you know, get his college credits, and he should run for fucking senator because I think LeBron James would make a fine senator because he's a fine person. He's a fine man. Far better of a man than LeBron James is. But would Wait, Michael, Michael would Michael wipe him out on the court? Absolutely, okay? If Michael played LeBron James one-on-one, three-on-three, five-on-five, he would eat his fucking soul out and he would serve it to him. Have you seen Hannibal when Hannibal cuts yeah, off the dude's head and he's served in his own fucking brain? That's what Michael would do because Michael is fucking homicidal. He's Let me savage. take you through some of the things that Michael, Michael has done, okay? Let's go through this. Uh... Let's go through this. He punched Steve Kerr in the face because <laughs> Steve Kerr was getting calls. So did LeBron. Calls in practice. You know what I mean? Wow. His His Hall of Fame speech is legendary. His Hall of Fame speech. It's he the most petty shit ever. <laughs> he basically calls out how he could still beat everybody. Yeah, you and know he what flew I mean? the high school coach out <laughs> to he literally did. call him out and go like this. How do you feel now? You feel pretty stupid now, huh? That's like how flew, that's great. How petty. My, that's how great Michael is. That's how competitive he is. Dude, he flew that motherfucker of your Hall of because fame. he cut him. So you <laughs> cut him. And years later, he brings him to his Hall of Fame speech and said, oh, bitch, listen, what else did Michael do? Uh, he just teased Barkley throughout his entire career. Okay. Uh, what else? Rodney McRae. Rodney McRae, who came to the Bulls in 92-93, was going to be their sixth man, averaged 16 points, 8.2 rebounds. But Michael completely ruined his career. Okay, this is what one teammate who didn't even want to be named, okay, he went, he went on the record anonymously, anonymously, what he said about Michael. He's the most viciously competitive player I've ever seen. That's what makes him, I think, the greatest player ever. He has practically ruined reserved forward Rodney McRae for us. When the two players are on opposite teams in scrimmages, the source says Jordan is in Rodney's face screaming, you're a loser. You've always been a loser. <laughs> Rodney can hardly put up a jumper now. A lot of people think Michael's responsible for ruining Kwame Brown's career. He drafted him in the Wizards in 2003 over uh, Pau Gasol. Reportedly, he made him cry in the rock locker room repeatedly after going in on him. They also say um, that... Michael ended Muggsy Bogues' career. And not only that, Muggsy Bogues says it, uh, says it himself. In the Bulls' first-round battle against the Charlotte Hornets in 95, uh, this is what Muggsy Bogues, or excuse me, former Bulls assistant coach Johnny Box said, okay? On the biggest possession of the game, on the biggest possession of the game, Muggsy had the ball, uh, Muggsy had the ball with the Hornets down one. Jordan backed off of him and told him, shoot it, you fucking midget. Muggsy shot it. Didn't come close. <laughs> a year later, Jesus. a year later, Muggsy actually told Johnny Bach 
that he believes that single play ruined his career. Muggsy shot, never reco- recovered. Bogues didn't come into the league after that. But my favorite Michael Jordan story uh, is this one. Uh, this is from Bleacher Report. The biggest and most egregious example of Michael Jordan being Michael Jordan didn't even happen on a basketball court. Instead, it happened at the home of North Carolina teammate Buzz Peterson. Here's how it goes. Peterson invited Jordan over to play a game of cards with Peterson's mom. No money is wagered. Just a simple, friendly game. But when Jordan, when the old woman gets up to use the bathroom, Peterson catches Jordan trying to cheat. Trying to cheat not to win any money, but just because he wants to win at all costs. Is that not most the insane thing you've ever heard, Brett Riley? What do you think about that? That's what I mean, man. It's like, look, when people are blessed, he's had a blessed life. He's he and he was in a, he's nothing but joy to watch. But this whole celebrating people and making icons out of people—it's a fucking fallacy. It's bullshit. Like yeah. just. Just appreciate shit for what it is. And that's what bothers me about the, is LeBron Jordan, is Kobe Jordan. No, just fucking appreciate shit. We've become yeah. a society of assholes. Just yeah. appreciate shit for what it is. That's it. Final words, Aaron Weaver. LeBron's the greatest, dude. Oh, my Number God. Number one. Oh, my God. I don't even know what I'm going to do with this guy. Mike Winfield, final words, do MJ want- LeBron. Yes. Do you understand that there is a Michael B. Jordan that's how big he is. There will never be a LeBron B. James. <laughs> <laughs> Who puts a initial as their middle name anyways? <laughs> well, you know why that is? It's because Michael Jordan is already in SAG. So he had to probably get Michael B. Jordan yeah. in order to get the name. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And the final thing, the final thing. Should we play the chameleonaire story? Do you guys know the chameleonaire Michael Jordan story? Oh, man. Do it. Mike, we're gonna let you. We'll let you go and play the chameleon air story. But do you want to cue this up for us? Let him know about the chameleon air story. Ah uh, man, so the story happens, man. All celebrities are there, man. I'm talking Ray Allen, Charles Barkley, all the greatest athletes. I had this party with Michael Jordan, and all chameleon air wanted was his jersey sign. Right. His, he bought some jerseys and stuff at an auction. We'll let we'll let uh, chameleon air talk to us now. Thanks, Mike. We'll talk soon. Okay. Uh- Here, talk to you later. Here's Chameleon talking about how Michael Jordan is the biggest asshole of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Raise our hands no more. And then they said, sold to Chameleon and that guy right there for $7,000. So he's just bought everything from the auction. So that tells me that he wasn't even tripping. He didn't even want to get the jerseys. He was just trying to show off to Kim Kardashian who was on the stage. I was like, man, this dude that made me pay $7,000 for these jerseys and he didn't even want the jerseys. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, whatever, right? I'm telling Michael the story. I'm like, I just bid $7,000 for a Michael Jordan jersey. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then he goes, you know what? I'll tell you what. You you pay $15,000 right now for a jersey from me, and I'll take a picture with you. And, and keep in mind, Michael Jordan's real tall. He's looking down on me. And I'm looking up, and I'm like, man, I've never been so heated in my life, man. My heart just started racing. Like, I'm about to still off on his food <laughs> and I, I thought about all the times when i used to pause the little video game or the uh basketball game and and draw the picture of this dude dunking i thought about all the times when i seen john starks come baseline and just dunk on them fools i seen i thought about the time when alan iverson crossed him over and i was like what jordan how you let alan iverson cross you over like big michael jordan fan and it's just the way he did it and then um uh who was it paul pierce so one of them was like yo Hey man, chill out. That's that's chameleonaire, man. He was like, I don't give up, and he cursed. He said, I don't give up, nigga. 
And I was like, and then you know what I did? I just sat there for a second. I just sat there and looked at him. Michael Jordan's like Mel Gibson. And then I turned Lee and I said, you know what? I appreciate it, bro. That's all good. And I shook Spike Lee's hand. And they all had that look like, man, you know, that's just how Mike is. You know what I'm saying? I shook everybody's hand. And then I walked off. And then Ray Allen was over there. And Ray Allen was like, hey, man, he took a picture with me. I guess they was kind of do it because they kind of felt kind of like a certain way or something. You know, I took a picture with Paul Pierce and everything. But I didn't even, it wasn't really even that big a deal. I expected him to say no. It's just the way he said it. It was, man, it was the most rudest. I, I, I'm probably not even repeating it as mean as he said it. So after that, I was like, wow, man, this dude must really be, he must feel a certain way inside where he just treat people like that. And keep in mind, when I used to stay in Chicago, a lot of y'all know about I used to stay in Chicago, <clears throat> the people that I used to stay with, they used to tell me all the time that Michael Jordan is bad, man. He just be smoking weed, cursing all day. I didn't believe it. I was like, no way, no way, not Michael. You know what I'm saying? Because the image that he portrayed. There it is. There is the chameleon there, Michael Jordan story. All right, man. Yeah. Brett Riley, tell the people where they can find you. You guys can find me on Instagram, Mr. Brett Riley, two T's, B-R-E-T-T. -T. People are giving me low T. They keep taking one T off my name. I don't like that. Give uh, them two T's, baby. B-R-E-T-T-R-I-L-E-Y. I love it. Uh, BrettRiley.com. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Brett Riley. Um, pia, pia. I love this dude. Anything you want to plug? Just come and see me. Come and see the man. Just come and see me in Hollywood. I, He's I great. Take, I take care of the babies He's in the great. daytime, and then I perform at uh, Laugh Factory and around town. So follow me on social media and come out. Aaron Weavers, what do you got to say, man? What up, y'all? You can find me at WeaveDreaming at Instagram.com. The Dream Weaver. That's right. Also, Twitter, Aaron Weaver 4As. Also, uh, May 20th, come to the Green Man store. We're having a hippie comedy show. Yeah, Patty Negri. Full Moon Comedy there, right? with Patty Negri. Yeah, we did Dope. a seance with Patty Negri. Yeah, She's we got her. We got Ron Lynch. It's going to be a good time. Episode two, if you haven't heard it, we uh, did a seance and we interviewed a bunch of dead athletes. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it was a lot of fun me sean joshi find me on the myspace and the instagram at sean joshi s-h-a-a-n dot joshi and follow fanatics guys we're ramping up our social media follow at fanatics pod on instagram and twitter i'll be having a podcast with uh sam tripoli coming out uh at tinfoil hat the tinfoil hat podcast i get requests about that all the time we did another episode so make sure you guys check that out and i have my show on monday at the Laugh Factory, Sean Joshi and Fretz. All right? I love you guys. You guys are great. MJ is so much better than LeBron. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.